Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tom Olovrick, also known to those of you who frequent such places as T-Love. Um, and, and with me, as always, I have the young, the sprung... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I should finish this rhyme. <laughs> uh, the overly... Sung about oh, and okay. slung about. Uh, I don't even know. See, I'm not even making right. sense now. This is horrible. Yeah. This that's... crash and burn from the beginning. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with me as usual, you Mr. Young Sean Quigley, also known as the Quig or the Lord Marshal, mm. as he's known these days. Oh, that's true. Yeah. How are you, sir? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty after, good. The, after that disastrous intro, how are yeah, you? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I was moaning uh, earlier on, pre-podcast, I have a wisdom tooth issue, so I'm a little... You know, I'm a little sore in my mouth. But, and I and I had the flu this past week. So, you know, just ticking off sympathy uh, ticks. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, if you want to send your care packages uh, <laughs> to Mr. Young, Sean Quigley, uh, care yeah. of what's going on here, please mm. do. We can give out an address later if you'd like. Yeah. Um, so, so email, <laughs> e- or just email us some well wishes for young Mr. Quigley. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That would go a long way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, for folks, for those of you that don't know, we are a podcast that uh, watches little to, well, little known shows or TV movies. And every once in a while we throw a curveball. But what we do is we watch the middle 20 minutes of said show mm. and then try to discover what's going on here in this episode. Uh, if it's a foreign language show, we turn up the subtitle, so we really have to yeah. like work for our uh, uh, conclusions. Yeah. But today we're 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 pulling a podcaster's prerogative, mm-hmm. as we've done in the past. Yep. So we are reviewing Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Yes, and so we didn't see the middle twenty minutes, obviously, because you know what the fucking ticket prices are in America. Anyway. Um, <laughs> We saw the whole movie. <laughs> Try to negotiate at the desk. They weren't having it. No. Like, look, we just see the middle 20 minutes. Can we pay you, like, a what, four dollars? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't having it, right? Uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, we're reviewing, yes, yeah, Star Wars The Last Jedi, because at this point, they're already, like, pulling it out of movie theaters. So, I figured the spoilers, if you haven't... Mm. I mean, I'm going to put out a spoiler alert on, on, like, all the publications when I put it out, like, on the web there, but... Uh, um, if you haven't seen it by now, well, you're going to have to wait to see it if you want to listen to the podcast, because we're going to delve deep into the Star Wars mm. Last Jedi. But I, I was lamenting that to Annie, my wife. Um, I wanted to see it at the uh, a fancy theater with the booze and, and the food and just kind of as a quote, late birthday gift to myself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was out of, they pulled it out already. Oh. And it's, you know, the little local theater. I'd like, like, okay, the local theater has like five viewing uh, uh, rooms, four, whatever, and it's small. So it's like, okay, I can understand them just like circulating. But the big theaters, like, especially a chain like AMC, it's out of the theater. I was like, 
You know, it, it's been what, been what? Five weeks? Well, I saw it last week. So four weeks since it's been released. When did it come out? The 18th of yeah, December? Yeah, it's still being shown in most of them. It, but I, it was it was not in, the, like I said, the one with the, the dining AMC. I don't like that one. Have no. you been there? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I have. Okay. I guess I haven't given it my full attention. Okay. Me and my wife went there and we bought tickets. Um, and they only had front row seats available. Okay. It was a weird day. It was like a Wednesday. It was still during the holidays. So people were off, but it was a weird day. We we're like, oh, we can just go. And we didn't realize that they were so small, the screens and stuff. Um, went in there, front row seats. And we, we, we're kind of used to front row seats now. We're kind of savvier than most people in that. I used to work in movie theaters for years. And I used to work in huge movie theaters. So I right. just got you so used to these huge screens and sitting in awkward angles. And I learned that for the most part, the seats that people don't usually buy because they think are bad, these days really aren't bad. So right. It's like, actually, it's kind of fine. Right. Um, however, we went in there, we sat down in the front row, and we were like, Jesus Christ, this is like going back to the 90s and being in the front row. Like, they have packed the seat. There, there was only like three feet 50 seats the in there, and they just packed it in. Yeah, it was on top of us. And the screen was like the smallest screen I've maybe been in again in like 10 years it was tiny right it was a tiny little screen it was probably about the size of your wall here so a 10 it's, foot screen it, it was 12 foot screen I, it seemed tiny i mean it probably wasn't but compared to what i'm used to it seemed right, tiny right, right, right and we were on top of it we were like literally on top of it it was c- completely unwatchable and, and the height was weird as well like it was the height was in a place where, like, you couldn't see the top of our heads was like the bottom of the screen. <laughs> right. It was right, like, right. come on. Like, at least if you have it there, then, like, I guess it's here. But it was like, you'd have been doing that. The only way we could have seen it is lying down the whole time by, like, you know, necessity as yeah, opposed yeah, to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. pleasure. Uh, and I said, and for the amount of money it costs for the tickets, I'm like, no way. This, well, is, this is a joke. And we actually went in there and the guy said to us, it's the same guy who sells the tickets. He didn't even argue with us. So this is AMC, so you know how shitty these seats are. Because AMC don't like giving you your money back. And he said, he said, oh, we bought tickets uh, in the uh, front row. And he was like, oh, yeah, no good, right? I said, no. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll give you money back. <laughs> he knew. He knew straight off from the bat. Like, okay, yeah, it's terrible. Well, good. Now they I know squeeze. That's... Don't ever sit in the front row in that cinema. That, well, I'm not going to go to that cinema. It's just yeah. that simple. <laughs> well, the other part of the show, I forgot to we, uh, sidetrack a little bit. The other part of the show is we, we review local breweries when possible. And local eateries. So, you know, try to give local businesses what we can. Today, we are reviewing Cuban Eddie's. Uh, there's two locations, one in Dumont, New Jersey, and one in Rivervale, New Jersey. And it's a, obviously a Cuban restaurant. And you had the roast pork sandwich with Swiss cheese. Yes. And I had the Cuban chicken parm sandwich with uh, ropa vieja sauce. So, mm. yeah. Um, and, right, I guess, we're, since this is a Star Wars special, it's kind of... Special, we're probably going to do two beers, aren't we? I imagine, yeah. Yeah, We've probably so, got a lot to get through. I mean, if we usually, if if 20 minutes of a TV, sh- a TV show in a foreign language gets us one episode, I feel like <laughs> Star Wars 100 hours of Star Wars in our own <laughs> language is probably going to give us it's a lot true. to talk about. It's true. So we're starting off, we're doing Sam Adams today. So not a small brewery, but fairly local. Uh, and we're starting with the Amber Vock. And that is uh, 6% ABV. And 18 IBUs. And let's uh, 
this one, see, I, I cheated. I, I tried to remember to open the bottles when we are on the air, but I get so excited about drinking beer, especially like uh -huh. this early in the day, up. that I, you know, can't help but help myself. But I'm going to open. One of them is close, so I'm going to give the sound effect to the listeners. Here we go. There you go, sir. Thank you very much. This is your Amberbach, and I will take this one, and cheers. Let's, cheers, indeed. Let's taste these suckers. That is easy to drink. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. This is multi... Yeah, you can taste the caramel. It says multi-caramel notes and crisp finish. This is... This is a solid beer. Yeah, that's good. This is a very solid beer. Really easy to drink. You wouldn't think it's 6%, actually, from the taste of it. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm fairly certain Sam Adams doesn't need us to, like, push their business. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, this is a very nice beer. That is good. I like that. These are, it's, it's a winter one. I think this is a special... It's probably going to go... Yeah, limited release. So it's going to be out of commission. Soon, yeah. Soon, yeah, because yeah, they have like Christmas bubbles on the, on the cover. So yeah, this is obviously like a winter release. But very caramelly. You probably can't I... even buy these in most stores. I only, I only managed to buy it because I bought it in my crappy local store <laughs> that genuinely no one ever fucking buys anything more exciting than like... Bud Light. A Bud Light, yeah. Dilly like... dilly! That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do, do, do Bud or Coors like sponsor Medieval Times? Oh, they don't. Oh, they don't. But they don't. Like, you think they do based on the amount of fucking People rednecks we get in <laughs> shouting at me. We're <laughs> attracting audience, John. <laughs> you're like, oh, great thing. Oh, so funny. Yeah, great. Oh, oh, oh. So, what are some of the some of the particular colorful uh, metaphors you've heard hurled your way, if any, that come off the top of your head? Uh, I don't know. I just get a lot of dilly dilly. I mean, I just get really. Heck, a lot of dilly dilly. That's it, just... it's stupid Bud Light commercials. Yeah. Dilly dilly. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, you fucking puppet. You don't realize what a fucking robot you are. You think you're being funny by saying dilly dilly? That's exactly what they wanted you to do. That's what they tricked you into doing. And you think you're being independent and funny. You think you're the funniest person out of all your group of friends. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I can't wait to come see the show. Because I'm going to be the extra heckly heckler. <laughs> oh, I bet no one's done this before. Dilly dilly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, all right. So um, to, 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 the, to the business at hand, I guess. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. What did you think of it overall? Let, let's give the overall opinion of what we thought of it, just to make clear, because we kind of did this with Alien Covenant. Mm. I enjoyed the movie, mm -hmm. but I had so much shit to break down about the movie, which just bothered the hell out of me. But as an overall entertaining experience, it was good. It was entertaining. Yeah. It it you know Alien Covenant followed a story and the story. The story, for the most part, it was just the reactions and the realities of, of the reactions and 
of everything they were doing. Yeah, I love that world. I'm very interested in the alien world. I think they're all... It's a place for all of them. I like Prometheus, which you hadn't seen, which I is the, kind of the precursor to that film. Right. And I enjoyed that, which most people hated. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Just because I love the world, I love the universe, I like the lore, like just the feel, the atmosphere of it. I just kind of like it. I mean, I love the alien films. I remember I went back. I, I came some fairly late in comparison. I mean, I mean they were released pretty much when I was born, but right, at least the original, at least the original one. Oh no, the yeah, the sequel. I should say Aliens was in nineteen eighty six. It was five. Oh, Let me look wow. that up. Yeah, forget that. The I original watched, was. Way I watched early. it. I watched it on video tape. Okay. In like eighty eight or eighty nine. Yeah. So let's see. Because I was born between two and three then, I guess. Is it probably Aliens? Uh, aliens. 1986, yep. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so anyway, so Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Yeah, I, I loved it, actually. I, I loved The Last Jedi. I thought it was really good. I, um... I, I I love all Star Wars things. I'm such a huge. It just harks back so much to my childhood. Any Star Wars thing, like even even the terrible prequels. Like if you sit me down in a movie theater and I have the atmosphere and the, the you know the sounds right and all the and all the rest. Yeah. Like I'm gonna enjoy it. As terrible as it is, I'm gonna enjoy it. even now. Even now, you put me in front of the Phantom Menace in a movie theater, I will enjoy it more than I'll enjoy most average films. You would. Right, right. Putting the movie there. Um, so this I loved. I, I actually really loved it. I thought it was great. It, for me, I mean, there was so much going on. There was, it was just throwing all this stuff. And it, it was... Uh, it, it was it was good. I feel very uncomfortable. You you throwing but, that camera up at me, and I'm, I'm putting listeners. And you don't know this. This is the secret. The magic of uh, the magic of the podcast right now is I'm being filmed secretly, or or I, pictures taken, or I'm, something. I'm, I don't know what's I happening. I just took a picture of myself to put you at ease. Oh, okay, that's good. Take it easy. I, I, we got to put something on the freaking page. The consummate paparazzi. I'm, over I'm, here. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be like proactive and and and. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Promote us somehow. Yeah, no, I just I, our wonderful voices. I know. If it was down to me, it would just it, we'd do a podcast and it would just get buried in a tin can and we'd just <laughs> bury it in the back garden and be like, "Well, I hope someone picks this up." <laughs> and that's how podcast works. You put it in a pod and you cast it into the garden. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, I I actually enjoyed Star Wars. I was. Very disappointed with uh, the Force Awakens, hmm. and and I've told you this. Yeah, I thought the Force Awakens. It, it's funny. It was one of those things. I was overwhelmed with everything. Like looking forward to it. Like you said, being a big fan, and I was a huge fan. I read, you know, wh when they said they got rid of the expanded universe, like hmm. the books. I was a huge fan of the books. Yeah, like pretty much read all of them. The only ones I didn't read were the. Um, I didn't read anything from the Old Republic because I kind of tried to forget the prequels ever happened. Um, and, uh, well, that's not true. I read some from the Old Republic books as well. But the, the new ones that basically picked up after uh, Return of the Jedi, I loved those. There were like some just really great stories in there. And there was even some great stories that they did that sort of happened in between the movies. There was one 
and somebody could email me and correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was called in the splinter of a mind's eye or in the splinter of an eye or something like that. And it was uh, between Empire and Jedi. And Luke and Leia kind of take on Black Sun, which is the big like crime syndicate in this in that Star Wars universe. Uh-huh. So that was uh, and it was uh, like I said, I I could be getting the 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 title of the book wrong, but it was it might have been just called no, nah, it wasn't called Black Sun anyway. But uh, so, so many good stories, big fan, looking forward to it, you know. And then of course for me, it's the whole nostalgia thing, yeah, because I was young enough to remember when the first movie, or I, I should say, I'm old enough to remember. When the first movie came out. So, I mean, I just... Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I absolutely love those movies, you know. I have them on, like, VHS, DVD. The DVD re-release when he quote-unquote fixed it. And <laughs> and that was the last time I ever did that. You know, it's like, okay. I'm not fucking buying any of these things. Unless I'm buying it one time in one set. Add whatever bells and whistles you want to it afterwards. No, I'm not doing it. You may be part again. I've heard them teasing the fact that now Disney own all the Star... You know, they, they own all the old Star Wars outright because by Fox, because before there was the weird situation where they owned the rights to Star Wars... But couldn't get but to the didn't have material. the original material right, because that was Fox. Century, yeah. But now they own that as well. Yeah. So they own everything. So now people are saying that all these people... There's that big gold mine to be mined for all those people that want an ori- like a Blu-ray HD re-release of the original cinematic theatrical ah. versions pre-Lucas going back and screwing around putting CGI in, like the original versions as they were first put in the movie. You case. know, if they're going to do that, I'm all for it. And maybe they can fucking fix the CGI because it has to be better at this point for the mm. Jabba that they did in the first one. Yeah. Because Jabba was like half his size. Yeah. Compared to the puppet Jabba. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, maybe they'll do that. I don't know that I'll buy it, but, you know. Yeah. And if I get an impulse, my wife will just look at me and go like, really? And then I'll <laughs> feel stupid and not buy it. Yeah. But this movie, like I said, uh, uh, Force Awakens, I was very disappointed. It, I was really, really happy to see like Han Solo and Chewbacca on the screen. I got all misty-eyed, like a nostalgia set in, you know, and I was just like, Oh, this is wonderful, you know. Um, but then when I sat back and looked at it, it's like the story didn't make sense. And I have a buddy, and I think I've told you this, I have a buddy from college who's huge, also huge Star Wars fan, and he's arguing with me. We're in a bar having drinks. He's like, no, 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 you don't get it. Well, what, because you don't understand. Did you read the book? The book explains everything that happened in the movie. I said, all right, stop right there. Yeah. If I have to read a fucking book to explain <laughs> to me what's going on in the movie... The movie didn't do its job. Sorry. You you know, it's like, okay. And and I mean, you're doing it as a trilogy. Then explain it in the second fucking movie. For you to actually have to write a book to explain what happened in the first movie tells me, all right, you guys overplanned, underplanned, whatever. Some kind of clusterfuck happened and and nothing is right here. Hmm. And I mean, that's kind of how the movie felt for me. The, The story was disjointed. The... Even for Star Wars, the weapon that they had, which fired the laser from halfway across the galaxy. To... And, and that's part of it bothers me about that was they decided to get rid of the expanded universe, the books. Uh-huh. They got that idea from the expanded universe, from the books. Yeah. But that was a different story altogether. There was like actually a, um, in the Corellian system, quote unquote, where Han Solo's from. 
We're going into deep nerd territory here, people. So <laughs> just giving you a heads up. Um, in there, for the, those of you who haven't partaken in the uh, Kessel Run, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna, we're going deep into the Kessel Run right now, <laughs> and it's going to take a lot longer than just like twelve parsecs, all right? <laughs> Which always confused me because parsec is a measure of distance, not a fucking time. So I don't. I guess maybe he found a shortcut, and that's what what he was, what his claim to fame was. Mm. Anyway, sidebar. Um, so apparently the Corellian system has three distinctive like races there. Mm-hmm. So the theory was that some super powerful aliens came and created that planetary system as opposed to it evolving naturally. And there was like this artificial planet called Centerpoint Station or something like that. And that later played in heavily into the Yuzhan Vong timeline or whatever. And that was like a big weapon that could fire across the galaxy kind of and, and, um, because the way it fired was it would open up a portal in hyperspace in front of it and then shoot to wherever the planet was going. And then that's how it would get there. Mm. The, 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 the fact that like in The Force Awakens, you see the streak of laser going across the sky and then destroying the Republic on some weird planet. Why they're not on Coruscant is beyond me. Because one of the reasons Coruscant is the center of galactic power is because it's real easy to get to, and all the space lanes kind of converged out of there. Mm. Like I said, deep nerd territory here. People don't <laughs> hate me for it. So uh, all of it, like like I said, the, the the military might of them, the way they killed off Han was like lame. I thought. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it that. It was ignominious, that whole thing. And like I said, the story was disjointed and made no sense. The the tease with Ray's parentage and who is she and what is she and and I was just like, eh. I thought Rogue One was a much superior movie to that. Yeah, I think it... I, um, in perspective, I agree with you. At the time, first viewing of Force Awakens and first viewing of Rogue One, I think I thought I preferred Force Awakens... Again, for all the nostalgia and the expanded kind of stuff mm-hmm. going on, whereas Rogue One was um, outside of like Battle for Endor, was the first isolated movie I'd seen in Star Wars world where it was isolated. Everything you see, right. the characters and everything, is just within the realms of this movie, you know? Except for the last like five minutes <coughs> where they oh, made yeah. a, a kick ass reference to Darth Vader, because that was always the case. Like, why would everybody be so terrified of Darth Vader? Because he like has asthma? I mean, I don't, mm. I don't you know. But they really like sh- like show him on a war path, and it's like that is really cool. oh that was that was very cool, I very very cool. They did a cool job of that, and yeah. And then the little CGI of of Leia that was really neat, yeah. And, and almost did did she had had she already passed away? No, then? no, she hadn't. No, 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 she hadn't. No, she hadn't. They um they just made the decision that it was just it was better to just CGI, CGI. Um, like they did Patrick Stewart at the end of uh, Wolverine. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes out of the... Uh, was that like... What, you thought it was stinky? Or oh, no. There was, a, there was like a little thing. There was a fly, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You know how we are. So anyway. So, so here we are at the opening of The Last Jedi. Mm. And now there, there's so much to di- this digest. This is going to be very hard to try and get to a try and chronology get over, here. The, the chronology... I, Maybe we should even freaking pull it up and, and just to get the chronology. I okay, don't yeah. Know. I'll, I'll I, I don't synopsis. know if it's online because it's still in the theaters, so I don't know. Uh, no, I'm sure there'd be a... Um, a synopsis or something. Yeah. But I think it opens with Ray on the island. She found Luke. 
And she walks up to him and gives him the... doesn't open with that. No? No, it doesn't. You think it does, but it doesn't. I remember that it doesn't because I was expecting it to open on that. It doesn't. It opens as every Star Wars film opens, Mr. Geek over here, oh, with the fucking battle in space. That's right. <coughs> that's right. That's right. It wasn't a battle yet. They were evacuating. Yeah. That's right. The, re- the resistance now... Are they rebels or resistance? The resistance. The resistance now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so the resistance is evacuating uh, a, a base. Uh, I forget the Dakar, point. apparently. Dakar, okay. Like the race? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they're evacuating and they're trying to get everybody off planet. And all of a sudden, that's right, you look up into the atmosphere and you see the triangular forms of, of the Star Destroyers. Mm. And then they bring out, you know, the, the ludicrous ship, the Dreadnought. Which is like bigger than anything, I guess. Yeah. And um, which which I always found weird is like, okay, why are you changing? Well, but I suppose you know, different manufacturer, whatever people can get into the minutia of it. It's like okay, but this dreadnought comes out and they're fucking screwed. Yeah, they're able to get everybody off the planet, and then they have Poe. What, what's his last name? Dameron. Poe Dameron. I want to say like Poe Laren, but that's like Roe Laren from Star Trek. I'm cross-contaminating my nerd <laughs> trivia. So anyway, Poe Dameron goes up there and goes in his ship. And he's basically, he's our substitute for this, the, us who love the books and the original movies. He's our Wedge Antilles substitute. Hmm. He's the poor man's Wedge Antilles. And I mean, it's Oscar Isaac and he's a good actor. I enjoy his work. I can't think of a more useless character in they, the canon of these stories. They're trying so far. to bridge the gap. What they've done with him, which in theory I understand why they're doing it, but in the very act of why I think they did it, they've made a pointless character because of it, is they've gone, right, We what everyone loves the most from the original, the two people everyone loves the most in the originals, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Right. Neither of them are going to be able to realistically live up to those same. <clears throat> archetype characters in the new films because they're older it doesn't make sense right but people love them so we're going to amalgamate the whiz kid x-wing fighter type As you luke. know rogue squadron right. luke right and then the kind of like you know flyboy kind of yes. good looking dark haired like you know wink and a smile han solo yes. and we're going to amalgamate into this one character to kind of like take the pressure off them having to do that stuff. Yeah. And stick it in this guy Poe. And he's just going to do both of those things. Which, which this early on in the movie, I'm not minding it yet. It's like, Mm. okay, let's see where he goes. And like you said, it goes, so they they start fighting and he basically goes after the dreadnought. And it was actually a whole funny scene. It's like, yeah, calling for the general... And like, is he there? Is he on hold? Yeah, and that's within like two minutes of the Star Wars opening. They have that full on comedy sketch. Full on comedy sketch, <laughs> right, right, right. Which I have to say was cl- was funny. It was- I liked that, and I thought it was hilarious because the idea that they apparently fired the directors of the Han Solo movie that's been made because they, they were too, too funny. funny. Yeah, and within less than three minutes into the new canon one which we anticipate is going to be taken really seriously they're like spoofing the crap out of the bad guys yeah yeah but oh that's the other thing they got rid of the expanded universe but one of the most popular series of books in the expanded universe was the Han Solo trilogy mm. where they talk about his background and where how he came up and 
who he really is, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, well, no, no expanded universe. We're going to make a Han Solo movie uh-huh. when he was young. It's like, oh, really? Gee, I wonder where he got that idea. Uh-huh. So, anyway, I can't wait to hear the tales from the cantina. That was a book, too, like with Boba Fett and, and all the other characters in Mos Eisley Cantina. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nerd alert, nerd alert. <laughs> um, so, he takes on this giant dreadnought and is blowing out the cannons that conform it. And uh, there's a bomber fleet that the the Resistance has. And I have to say, that attack was possibly the stupidest thing I've ever seen in terms of just, like, military moves. Mm. It's like, protect the bombers! And then the, the, the TIE fighters just come in and, like, pick them off one after the other. And not just pick them off. It, it looked like literally, like, they barely even shot it. It looked like... If it just got warm enough next to the bombers, they start blowing up because they're carrying all these bombs. And I was, uh, which was, I just thought was just, it's like, if you're going to make a bomber, you mm. either got to make it like heavily fortified so it could take a lot of punishment, or you got to make it like fast, you know, and give it like not much of a payload. But yeah, they seem to have, yeah, the ratio seemed to be off because usually you feel like there should be like, you know, five or six x-wings to a bomber to protect it but there seemed to be more bombers than there were x-wings it was it was like there's like 12 bombers and like four x-wings protecting all of them it was like it it was yeah it was it was weird so anyway they succeed in 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 blowing up the dreadnought Hmm. and leia you know smacks poe later and that's after the the asian girl like sacrifice herself well yeah because she was in the last bomber yeah 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 so there's no way she was getting out because her pilot was dead and, and she got like knocked to the side and she released the bombs that blew up the drone. That, cool, that was a cool set piece. I like that. I had doing that. And oh, yeah it, was, yeah. it was very it was very much an old like World War II movie kind of thing. It was, it was, yeah, it was totally cool. Yeah. Uh, um, it was almost like Doctor Strange Love. She almost rode that bomb out there. She could just jump to the back of that bomb and be like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she could have, yeah. I suppose, yeah. like, just latch on to one of them. Yeah. Like, Goodbye, bitches! Yeah. But, um, and so now, so Leia chastises him. They take off mm. through hyperspace. Now does it go to... Uh, yeah. Now it goes to the island, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this um, or is it like they're showing what's his face? Um, well, apparently they'd already Boyega's character. But yeah, so after the bomber success, um, uh, we we've already seen the new leader, Holdo, Vice Admiral Holdo, in a passive strategy. Poe helps Finn, BBA, and mechanic Rose embark on a secret mission to disable the tracking device. Because there's a tracking device. On no, they don't know this yet. I think it goes to the island first. I they don't know that they're being followed yet. I thought. Mm. I'm following Wikipedia plot line. Oh, okay. So. Well, then, then I'm I'm wrong, wrong then. Um, okay, so that's right. So they escape into hyperspace. They get somewhere, and the Imperials are literally right behind them. Yeah. And they're like, "How did they find us so fast?" And uh, uh, um, Finn. Is obviously was in a back to back from the last battle, which I don't remember what happened to him to end up like unconscious like that. He was, um, he was like blown up, wasn't he? He was like left on the 
Not blown up. He was left somewhere. Was it uh, Was it Gwendolyn Christie's character that did that? I can't remember. Phasm? Phantasm? Whatever. Phasma. Phasma. Um, I can't remember what happened to him. Uh, let's see. Force Awakens. Doodly doodly doodly. He was left in some kind of scenario at the end where he was... Um, Carla Pesci's Finn, Ray Surface, uh, for it to be Carla, for the uh, Snowboarder's house to evacuate. Because um, Ray takes off with Chewie. Unconscious Finn. Oh. oh, okay. Apparently, Kylo just badly injures Finn in, li- in the lightsaber duel. Oh. And he's just left unconscious after the fight. Oh, okay. That's all right, all right, all right. And then Ray defeats him and just carries him off. That's right, because Finn, like, took the lightsaber for a while and... Which... See, that's the weird one, because the way they alluded it, I thought Finn was going to be a character with force powers. Mm. Like, especially in the intro stuff, when they show him with the lightsaber, and he's, then he's fighting Kylo Ren, because I'm like... Like, that, that was always one of the things. You don't pick up a lightsaber, really, unless you could really handle yourself because you're more likely to kill yourself than do any damage with the stupid thing. That's a good point, yeah. We never saw anyone in the in the original trilogy wield a lightsaber unless they were, like, you know, Jedi or Sith. Like, right. Know, Han Solo, later, they never picked up a... Never. Not no. even Chewie or C-3PO. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no. yeah no, no, right. right. I, uh, I mean, R2 stored it. Yeah, like when they were in Jabba's palace, and that's about it. Yeah. So, um, so from there we go to. He's like a Jedi caddy, so that's fine. He, he is. He yeah. he really is. So um, they go to. So now the Empire is on their ass. They have to figure out. So they just stay out of range of the weaponry, and but they have to keep just going before they run out of fuel. So this was, I think this was a wink and a nod to, like, real physics. <laughs> kind of, it was like, oh, yeah, because, you know, at those distances, the weaponry is not going to have any effect because it's going to be diluted. And I'm just like, okay, fair enough. And I was like, why wouldn't they have, like, a mechanical torpedo or something like that? I don't know. Because that, you know, it's space. There's no resistance. It's going to fly until it hits something. Mm. So <laughs> that's one of those that I'm like, eh, okay, thanks, physics, but no thanks. Um... And like you said, then uh, Poe decides with Finn and the mechanic. Well, Finn first, like the mechanic finds Finn. He looks like he's going to uh, leave in an escape shuttle Mm. because he wants to save Ray. Yeah. Because he knows they're kind of stuck. And Ray has a little, uh, uh, like, I guess, I don't know, what do you call those tile things now that help you find your keys on her wrist. and, And Finn has it. So... That's her way of finding her way back to the fleet. Mm. And Finn pretty much thinks they're doomed. And he wants to get away from the fleet so that Ray doesn't come back and just get killed by the Empire. Or are they the Empire still? Or are they... First Order. First Order. Okay. So they tried to, like, notch up the Nazi a little bit, I guess. Okay. So, um... Then... The mechanic finds them, knocks them out... And they figure out how they can get on board of the ship, but they just need somebody who's good enough with computer codes to do it. Mm. And this is one of those caveats that always cracks me up. So here are your resistance. In fact, you were the legitimate government before you were the resistance. There's not one of you 
that has the computer know-how onto being a, what they call there a code slicer to break in. Not one of you. Yeah. Amongst all you guys. Not one of you. You're all good techs. You all know how to fly fucking spaceships. You all know how to shoot all sorts of weaponry and put up shielding and all sorts of shit. But <laughs> nobody knows how to work a computer. Come on, I, Akbar. Do you know anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I did not <laughs> think that was Akbar. And they're like, Admiral Akbar and everybody's got... That was, that was the most just like throwaway <laughs> dedication to the hero of the fucking rebellion <laughs> that I've ever seen. I was like, that was Akbar? I thought it was just some Mon Calamari dude. <laughs> no, it was Akbar. Of course oh, it's Akbar. Yeah, I know. I was when they said he it. died this year. The guy who played that bar actually died uh, this oh. year, I believe. Yeah. Oh. That's a trap. It was funny because and a replacement could easily be found because <laughs> yeah. if you just if you just modify <laughs> if you just modify uh, what's his name uh, Doc Brown from from Back to the Future yeah. just a little bit, you just. You're a little bit of a heavier mouth. It's, it's basically just Winston Churchill. You get Gary Oldman playing Winston Churchill. Just we'll find him on the beach. We'll find him in the sky. In the sky. It's a trap. Ah. So, yeah, that was, I was like, so just like random. It's like, oh, let's, let's, let's pay homage to Admiral Akbar. We'll show him for like a split second on the screen and then we'll kill him. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like. It's almost like, I don't know if you ever saw, there used to be a TV show in the U.S. called uh, uh, From the Files of Police Squad. And that's yeah. where the uh, Naked Gun movies came out of with Leslie Nielsen. Uh, now, you, have you seen the Netflix? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So it, was, it used to be a TV show. And it was just like the movies, like, you know, the, the what are they, the Zuckerman Brothers or... or, or uh, uh, no. I forget their name now. I know you mean... Um... But it was the two brothers that, you know, they made the airplane movies and they mm. did the Naked Guns. Right. Top secret, one of my faves. Um, so the the show used to be like they'd have like extra special guest star. You go, like, oh, who's on the show? And it'll be William Shatner. Like, oh my god, they got William Shatner. That's great. But then it was like the movie would start with like a black van, like an old black panel van would pull up, tire screeching, door would open, and then they throw out a body onto the street and then peel away, and it's William Shatner, you know, dead. It's like, and that was it. He was like in it literally for three seconds. He was the extra special guest star, and he was the corpse, like for a split second. This is what this was like. Akbar yeah. was like the extra special guest star. It's like, that was Akbar? I, no idea. Yeah. No idea. And it's like, I loved how he was just kind of relegated. He was like, he was like a horror. I was like, wait a minute, how did like Akbar became a horror? He's the like military planner. What the? Yeah. Bad. So, for, first real serious take against The Last Jedi here yeah. is, is the dedication to Akbar. Poor Akbar. Akbar was demoted. Uh, so there were some allegations against him <laughs> over the past few years. Inappropriate, inappropriate uh, touching of tadpoles. His tentacles were got in some sticky situations. Oh, uh, uh, was, I didn't keep those, that. I didn't mean to stick my pad there. He, he, he was corralling the tadpoles a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so um, is that? Yeah, yeah. That's where that's where Kylo Ren gets in his. Like fancy, uh, schmancy uh, interceptor, and is fighting, and he they do the do the whole mind contact where he knows Leia's on the bridge, 
and she knows it's him. I will say this, speaking of Kylo Ren, this movie to me, Adam Driver is just a fantastic actor. Yeah. As, as if you needed this movie to tell you, but he is just so good. Like of mm. all the, of all the jobs, of all the acting jobs in that movie. The only really good <sighs> And what makes me feel bad is Don Gleason is a superb actor. But in in these films, these couple of films, he's chewing the scenery to the point where he's like, it's kind of awkward to watch. He plays uh, Hux. Wait. Admiral Hux or whatever. Oh, oh, the leader of the First Order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, right. First they made him the butt of the joke. Mm. And then they kept on making him the butt of the joke, like when, when Ren throws him up against the wall. Yeah. Which, to me, it was just like, all right, so I, I I guess see that that's funny because in the original trilogy, the only one that would really kind of like nut up to Vader mm. was Tarkin, yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin, but he was like in charge of all the Moffs, and he was on equal footing with Vader. Mm. However, his relationship with with Vader was I'm in command. But I respect you and your power and what you've done. And so it was basically a communication of equals. They made Hux like a... They made him into Eric Trump, really. <laughs> I mean, he's like the sniveling crybaby. And why isn't everybody following my orders? And it was just yeah. like, no. Like, on a, a, a military camp, somebody would have shot his ass long before any... Yeah, Because yeah. even even in, in The Force Awakens... Oh, he, he would have been, in the original films, he would have been one of those many fucking dudes that just kept getting force, force crunched. Choked. Yeah, 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 just yeah. like, great. You, you're one of those four dudes that kept yeah. fucking up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, Go, get rid of him already. Yeah, that's right. Don't fail me, Admiral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the Admiral's yeah. on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't... I, that, see, that to me, that dynamic, did, I never understood. It's like, okay, Kylo Ren is like... Mm. There's Grand Admiral... Well, Grand Admiral. There's Snoke. Which, I'm, it's still a mystery to me who the fuck this guy is and how he came into so much power. It's just like, ah, he's there. He's just an ugly guy. Let's get an ugly guy in there. He's powerful. Why not? Because, I mean, if that's the criteria, I want to put myself out for the next, like, trilogy of Star Wars movies because I'm pretty ugly. I mean, come come, come and freaking book me because I can do that easily and just go, oh, you want this, don't you? And just, like, stroke it with the whole, like, homoerotic thing going on with the lightsaber. But, um, well, yeah, so I don't understand why Kylo Ren never just, like, snapped his neck. Yeah. And, and then Snoke was like, That's why not- did you do this? You know, you 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 know I can't find anybody to run this uh, machinery. <laughs> it was like, uh, the problem I have with Kylo Ren, for me, is that he's just not scary enough. He's not, he, he's not intimidating enough. He's just petulant. Right, he's just a fucking moody teenager. He is right, and I every think... time he gets angry, he just punches inanimate objects. So, like, how about every time you get angry, you kill somebody? Yes, do that There's... instead. Instead, of punch a fucking wall. How about you just fucking kill an intern? Yeah, <laughs> it's well, you drive your fucking fist through his heart. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah, fucking Temple of Doom. It right, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I think, I think the idea behind that was to show. That there's still light in him, hmm. and he's frustrated and not focused. Whereas Vader would just basically, like you know, split you and feed you your nuts, you know, kind of thing. I think w- with what he has and hasn't done at the minute, Kylo Ren. Something you mentioned before the other day when we were talking about it. I feel like they're keeping him 
for me, it's like obtuse enough in the actions he's been seen to do in the film where, like, by the last film, they could do a big Sixth Sense reveal thing where he was good all along and he was never really bad and it was all just a long game and he was... It was all a fucking trick. You could easily shoot everything he's done in the past. But so he never actually really did anything. Right. And you're like, oh. Yeah. I I hope that's what they're playing or else it's just badly done. Because he's yes. just yes. not a particularly bad baddie. R- r- yeah. He's uh, just uh, moody. Yes. Yeah, right, no, right, right. Like I said, I, I think they did that on purpose to make him ambiguous. Mm. Like, is he or isn't he? Because even in this one, you know, it's like, is he or isn't he? He keeps having all these opportunities to do really bad things and never does. Right. He gets to the brink. He's like, we're going to kill them all. Well, and right, exactly. The perfect example is he's he's in his TIE fighter. He's going to blow up Leia and he holds off on the firing button. Mm. Like he gets all teary eyed and um, someone else blows up the, the uh, bridge. And Leia and everybody gets sucked into space. And then Leia uses her Jedi powers to... Or uses the force to pull herself back into the ship, and they recover her. Which I remember was a theory from the Force Awakens, because people said in the way that he killed Han seemed like he was weirdly tentative to the point where Han kind of forced him to do it. Where they they were like, "Oh, it it's it's an in-game. He's a sleeper agent, like, and they all know he's in on it." And Han made him kill him. Maybe it was always the plan all along in order to like embed him deeper in the uh, no. Empire. No. And speaking of sleeper agents, once again, going back to the Expanded Universe book, which is dead, Ben Solo. Mm. Ben Skywalker was Luke's son in the books. So they got his name even from the book. And it's like, oh, well, instead of having three Solo children, let's have just the one, Ben. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll buy that for a dollar, kind of. Yeah. Anyway, so now we're with Ray, right? Yeah. And Ray is trying to get Luke to help her. And he's just a curmudgeon. He wants no part of her. He tosses away the fucking life. She gives him a lifesaver. I actually thought that was great. Because... Uh, all that build-up. <laughs> all that build-up. Because it's even, even, even with the whole... Um, with with the, when Luke goes and trains with Yoda. And the whole thing. And he's like, ooh! And he's like fighting with R2 for the candy bar. And he's like yeah. smacking the shit out of R2 with the, with the cane. You know, it's just like some, some levity added to the whole thing. Yeah. It was kind of like that. And you see Luke take the, sky, the, the lightsaber and he looks at her. And he just fucking tosses it over his shoulder and walks away. And she's like, what? Now, what would have been really funny. And I, it's like, if you're doing comedy, you got to go all the way. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't half-ass it. And they have the little like penguin birds. That are all over the island. Uh, the Porgs. The Porgs. And they're jumping out of the lightsaber. What would have been hilarious was if he activated the lightsaber and fried one of the Porgs. <laughs> that would have been... See? You thought that was funny. But they missed that opportunity <laughs> The as poor well. Porgs. <laughs> they missed that opportunity. But they don't say the poor Porgs because Chewbacca was fucking yeah, roasting them. Yeah, we lose the joke later on where he gets to roast the Porgs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they make him feel guilty and then end up freaking setting up nests yeah. on, on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> so... So anyway, she tries to talk uh, uh, Luke into into joining, and he's basically, I'm not going to teach you anything, I'm not going to teach you anything, I'm not going to teach you anything. And then she tells him everything what happened, and he's just kind of like, whatever. It's Luke, like Million Dollar Baby, yeah. it's like Rocky Five. it's yeah, like yeah, every yeah. film ever. But uh, interestingly enough, she tells him what's going on, but she doesn't tell him the important thing. So Wax on, wax off. Well, no, the important thing is hard. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Then they go, uh, 
So it's this whole thing, and he says, I'll train you, I'll give you four lessons, and that's all you need. And and I thought in the script they actually play that well because I was like, well, why wouldn't he already know? You know, this was like his best friend that got killed. How would he not feel that? You know, this was his student, his Padawan, his nephew that killed his best friend. Yeah. How would he not know? And so that to me, like in the back of my mind was like, shouldn't Luke already know all this? And, you know, so I assigned him to, he was just like, bugger all. I'm not, fuck off. I don't, yeah. I don't want anything to do with anybody or anything. I'm done. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, that that kind of lends to the curmudgeon thing. Yeah. Um, then we go. He to, closed himself away from the force. That's what he'd done. He'd he did, right, which we find out force. later. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he completely dissociates himself from the force. Right. So um, then we go to Finn and the mechanic, and I forget what her what was her character's name. Lisa Rose. Rose. That's right. So we go to Finn and Rose, and they go to this gambling planet to find this code slicer. And it's supposed to be somebody with a, 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 a rose-petaled uh, uh, thing. And the way they did the build-up, and I don't know if it was just me, but I thought it was going to be Calrissian. I heard that it was supposed to be. I heard it was supposed to be. The plan was, is that what was the original, apparently what was originally written in the original script, spec script, was that they were going to get caught all the same business and they were going to get brought to the main office, the casino. Like when you fuck up in the casino, you get brought to in front of the big boss. Right. And the big reveal is it's Lando and he owns the casino. Uh, and he's running the joint because who would be running the fucking hottest casino in the galaxy? Sure. Lando like Carol, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was apparently going to be what they were going to do. But according to whatever, whether it's true or not, apparently Billy D. Williams was in too bad a shape and Kathleen uh, Kennedy felt like it, it would do disservice to uh, him and the film to yeah. have him in the role. At the time, right, right, he just right. wasn't in good enough shape. Right. Um, I think both like physically and also just age-wise, they were like, yeah. mm, I don't think it's a good Yeah, because he's, he's got to be up there in age. He is, and you see pictures of him now, and he does look, you know... Because, I mean, Harrison Ford is what, 71? Yeah, older. Something like that? I think he's like 74 at this point. I don't know. Let's see. Uh... Let's see what Bill, Billy D is. Billy D Williams is. Oh, he's eighty years old. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, well, you know what? You can't. You can't blame them because. And also, and to be fair to them, they and that they're in the process of redesigning his character anyway because he's going to be in the Han Solo in the Han Solo movie, yeah. Um, as a young, cool guy, and maybe that's how he should stay, same as Han Solo. Yes. You know, like keep him young, cool, and whatever well, else. Yeah, well, like I said, I have they do that with uh, with Indiana Jones. I love Indiana Jones. Is my favorite. Is my favorite uh, character of all time, and, right. and that that world I just yes. could bathe in it. I love it, but. I love it so much that when I, you know, when they first came out with the uh, Crystal Skull, I, I, th- I thought this was great. And looking back at it now, I just like, oh, yeah. I just, I do just want it to stop. But I don't want it to stop because I love the universe and it's great. By all means, keep making them, but just don't have Harrison Ford in it. You know, don't. Uh, like, just get him out, go back and have young it, Harrison. Well, just do it like James Bond. Just have a new a indie. New one, yeah. And it can still be good and we can have fun and... 
what I hope, which would be really cool, I don't know if they do it because I don't know, as an actor, it's probably a really terrible gig to get, is the guy they got playing Han Solo in the Star Wars films. Uh, they should just give him a fucking indie. That like, would be... Do indie as well. I mean, How that, weirdly cool would that be? But like, you're the new Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, I mean, like you said, one of the... They, all, loved, they own it now. They I own everything. I loved, absolutely loved, loved, loved Indiana Jones movies like you. Hmm. When I saw the Crystal Skull, I was just like, this is so just... It's like, someone take a pen away from George Lucas. <laughs> because he's got so much fucking money, his brain is rotted. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, there's, he can't write for shit. Just someone take the fucking thing away from him and let him just sit there <laughs> and, and give him, like, a, a, a Wookiee-shaped marshmallow tea. I, I, I don't know. It's like, just take it away. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I loved about the Indiana Jones... I like aliens now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I loved about the Indiana Jones character was... Harrison Ford was able to portray, which I think was marvelous, uh, that guy who's not really the hero. Mm. He's not the, I'm going to fucking do this. Like when a shit would hit the fan, he'd have this like, oh, I just want to run away. Yeah, I just want to run away. But there's really nobody else to do that. <sighs> I guess I have to do it. But man, I really don't want to do this. And I mean, he was able to portray that so well. That yeah. it, it kind of felt like a real person. Like, yes, oh, it was, this is how you're reacting. It was great. It was him, and for me, Kurt Russell was the other guy. Yeah, made a career doing the same thing. Kurt Russell in like Big Trouble at China. Oh, I love it. Same him. thing. Yes, basically, could be the same character. Yes, and then also Michael Douglas in Romancing the Stone is. Yes, the same yes, guy. yes, yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I always saw the Romancing the Stone Jewel Nanal as a sort of an extended Indiana Jones universe. Like, oh, like that was his was son. Like, That's his son. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I, I can live with that. That and character's I mean, his son. That was such a loss for River Phoenix because mm. in The Last Crusade. Yeah. My yeah. God. He, you know, looks wise. No, he's too no. pretty to be Harrison Ford. But man, he like he just nailed it. He just yeah. th- there was a silly movie that I enjoyed um, with with Zac Efron, uh, Seventeen again. Did you ever see? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And he was uh, what's his face? Um, he was a young Matthew Perry. Mm. He was fantastic. He was Matthew Perry. Yeah. I mean, they looked nothing alike. Yeah. But man, he had his mannerisms down i mean yeah. like the little takes the little i was like he's really doing just just the reactions the way he talked he just really really i mean like i said with river phoenix that was like so great and i think he was supposed to be in the young indiana jones series yeah which i think was a mistake to cancel it because it's uh what, finn jones i think was the actor yeah from Boondock saints mm. he he was the young uh, and powder remember that movie powder no Oh, that was a fun. That was a fun uh, uh, little like sci-fi kind of. I movie. never saw him in anything other than the Young Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, Powder. If you oh. want to rent it. it, it's a nice movie. Hmm. Um, it's Lance Henriksen, isn't it? Also oh, okay. from Aliens. Oh, look at that hmm. perfect circle coming uh-huh. around back from Aliens fame. Yeah, um, yeah, because I think River Phoenix was supposed to be. Yeah, I, I knew that they were going to go forward with him. They, they were planning on doing a fourth one that was going to. Feature him more prominently, yeah, um, as well. And I think they were just going to keep going on with them, with 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 him. And uh, I, I think for the next Indiana Jones, what they should do is have like Indiana just like in 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 retirement and relating a story, hmm. and basically his last big expedition hunt, and then like it got lost forever, and then he hands off whatever it is a medallion, a statuette, or whatever, 
or even not not even something as important, but just a little memento from it to yeah. whomever. Not what's his face, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Don't don't give it to Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, he's got enough problems as is. Just trying to be sane. You could, I mean, you could even do Indiana Jones with a new guy who's not even the same person, right? But is Indiana Jones because Indiana Jones wasn't called Indiana Jones. I mean, he wasn't. In, the whole point is Indiana wasn't his name. He chose that name. It's the dog's name. It's the dog's so you name. could have another guy who just goes st- starts going by Indiana yeah. because maybe he looks up to him. Maybe he was a student of his at, yes. at, at you know, Barnet College yes. and just looks up to him and he was a student and was great and then he was... Maybe he's Jones. Maybe he's not. He's different Jones. John Jones, but he goes or, or, by Indiana. Or, or Mexican Jones and he could be Indiana Cajones. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Something but, like that. <laughs> I don't know. But the guy doing Han Solo, it'd be good if he did because he's a really great actor and he... I'm very looking forward to see what he does with the Han Solo film because he's a, he's a really exciting young actor. Is he? Has he been in anything? He has. He's been like... Um, what, what would you have seen him in? Uh, he was in oh, the Coen Brothers' last film, which I thought was really good. I really enjoyed him in... Um, Hail Caesar? Yes. Okay, I didn't see that. It um, looked very funny. He was really good in it. He played uh, a clueless... He, he played like a dumb... Movie uh, star? A dumb movie star. who was like this cowboy-like movie star who played with his cowboys. It was so dumb. It was really, really funny. And he had a spola there. And he was like, yeah. And they like try to put him in a suit and try and make him more like classy. Right, right, and he right. was just so dumb. <laughs> so not. He was he's he's a he was really, really funny. Um but he's got that he's got that tinge, you know, he's got that smile as well. The same crooked uh, Harrison Ford smile. Yeah. He was in he's been in like he was in Blue Jasmine and he's not been in a bunch of huge I mean he's been in a bunch of movies, but they're nothing like um, Blockbustery, yeah, nothing massively huge, but right. I have a feeling he's going to be, um, yeah, I have a feeling he's going to be really good. He's just got that genetic what? Yeah, he's just got that cool air about him. Like he just kind of, well, hopefully we'll see. 